right, is this thing on? I think it is. You know, I forgot to make another screen, so... Nope, can't use that screen because it doesn't have my voice on it, so can't use that. All right, hey everybody, my name is Derek and I am screwing everything up tonight. But beyond that, I'm the owner, creator, and head silicone slinger at Amavidi, where we make silicone toys for adults. All right, so we've got uh, we've got a collector on this week. Um, you might have noticed last week we also had another collector on. That was Dong Samoyer, and uh, that was a really interesting conversation. So go back and check that one out if you if you like it, uh, um, and you want to hear what it's like from the other side of the screen, what it's like being a collector. And tonight, Ishtar one thirty seven is going to be able to to give us another perspective from that side of the screen as well. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody we've got uh, a Patreon. And uh, if you want to, you can support us that way. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Amavidi. George will throw a link into the chat here in just a moment. Uh, we've got we've got some interesting guests coming up here in the next few weeks as well. We've got uh, Kristen from Pleasure Forge, who's going to be here next weekend. Uh, the weekend after that, on September 4th, we've got Bat, who is a toy designer, as well as Venus, who is also a designer. Uh, Venus is going to be on September 11th, and then on the 18th, we've got Monster Fergus, uh, and... Uh, That'll be a really interesting conversation. I will have more details for folks as we get closer. But uh, yeah, we've got we've got some good people lined up. I'm really looking forward to all these different conversations and hearing from folks and and just their different perspectives on the indie toy industry. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to bring Ishtar 137 on. Ishtar, how you doing? Hey. Good. How are you? I am well, thank you. Uh, I mean, it's it's been actually kind of nice around here today. We got a we got a little storm front that came through and kept it nice. So yeah, I'm, I've been kind of enjoying that. We got the patio door open and get let in here. That's air, a nice though. relief, right? So um, why don't you take just a moment and introduce yourself? Give people kind of a little rundown about you and um, what got you into this little world. Sure thing. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Ishtar, also known as Isht underscore 17 on Reddit. Um, and part of what got me into this was um, right at the shutdown um, at the p- pandemic in March of 2020, my uh, trusty vibrator from 2007 that I got at a passion party decided to die on me. And so as I was um, looking through and researching new um new vibrators and new you know sex toys um i remembered an article that a friend of mine had shared from 2018 uh, from cosmopolitan magazine of all places <laughs> cosmo and had i know it's it's so wild um and they had a couple pictures of bad dragon toys and as well as like geeky sex toys and a whole bunch of other indie stuff which i had no idea these things existed and so I just started researching and going down the rabbit hole and um, and started learning more and more about about this whole other world. Um, I had, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s. And so it, oh, for welcome me, to Gen I've X. always. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, and then so I had always kind of been interested 
uh, and sex positive, but like I, you know, finally cleaned out and threw away like my teeny little bullet vibrator from 1992. Um, and so, you know, it, it was time for an overhaul. And, and, um, and as I learned more and more about uh, silicone and, um, and I really started appreciating the artwork side of it, that this was mm -hmm. functional art. Um, mm -hmm. And then um, I started watching videos. Uh, Lily O'Reilly was a big one. Mm -hmm. um, Tawny Saren was another. And, you know, and then I was reading just, you know, since I was buying a brand new vibrator, I was also, you know, doing Super Smash Cash and Foul File Reviews and Epiphora, of course. And yeah. um, and it was just like, wow, this all this stuff out there. And um, and I just kind of went, uh, he, you know, dove right in. Um, and then who else? After the yes was another was another oh, big yeah. one. So um, I was reading their blog and their reviews. And, you know, I saw some of the big collections like Kitty Lord Saviors um, through them. And then I had always kind of poo pooed Reddit. And then that was what got me onto Reddit. And then once uh, I got okay. into Reddit, it was just like a, a spiral. Excuse <laughs> me for just a second. I have to let the cat out. Oh, that's fine. In. So hold uh, on just a while second. you're doing that, I'm going to um, just let everybody know as we're talking, um, I'm going to be throwing up pictures and we're going to be sharing uh, some photos from Ishtar's collection, which you can see part of it behind you now. <laughs> oh, there you go. And uh, yeah, let me go ahead and pull one up because I think, I think this was, were these your first purchases? Those were my first purchases. So uh -huh. I, um, I actually bought like a, a set of firmness pucks and some teenies because I didn't know how drops worked. I had, you know, just no idea. This was before I joined Reddit. And um, so I was just like, I was going on the website. I'm like, why is there, why can't I buy this? This, Oro this mini, mini Orochi, you know, it, and it was like a weekend that they had what they called ghost inventory, where it was, it would show up, but like no one could buy oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, um, and then I think as I was reading, and then I finally like caught it, because I, I had no idea how drops worked. I had no idea like what time they dropped, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, that you could get something other than the basic colorations or solid colors. I had no idea that there was this whole other um, menu to order from basically, mm. or that they, they, you know, or what rogues were. I, I had to learn a lot of that stuff on my own. Yeah. Um, so. Now, one thing I'm a, you know, you went from a vibrator to dildos and <laughs> dildos generally don't have vibration. No, I actually did have a dildo. It was a Doc Johnson, and it was hard oh, as a okay. rock. Oh. And and like the two times I used it, I got a yeast infection afterwards. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there <laughs> are so many. There's so many better options than Doc Johnson. Um, yes, but Luckily, uh, I did have I did have one, and I have it with me. And it, I had bought in the early in the early aughts in in Boston. There was a fantastic sex toy store called grand opening in brookline mm. and it, it was owned by kim Ayers, and she's still very active on twitter she um still does toy reviews and while i was there i got this and it's a glass the glass oh. geese butter um dildo so i knew that there would there were other better options and this glass. has been 
glass has fascinated me and in the back of my head i keep thinking that maybe one day i'll start experimenting with glass but it's so beautiful yes and this one was like one of the you know you know you get in there and you're like wow i love that one and that one and that one Mm -hmm. kind of like how i am with all of these it's like (laughs) i want that i feel like madeline khan and like history of the world yes 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 yes. no yes no you made some some very uh, brave choices there which yes <laughs> <laughs> which is another line from history of the world part one yes, yes oh yes, boy we're showing we're showing off our our music our movie history our here. pop knowledge yes <laughs> now here we've got another picture which is a little bit later yeah and but uh, not by so, much because uh, i think the first one was in may and this is in june um, close. So the first one was in April and this okay. one would have been, uh, in May. Okay. Um, so you can see the first four, which is Orochi, Slepnir, a little squirt and the Uberime sleeve. Um, mm-hmm. and by then I had discovered Pleasure Forge, um, and, and Twin Tail Creations. Um, and that's it for there. Um, cause I, I again, I think Kudu Voodoo was on break at that point. They were in the middle of designing their website and I hadn't quite gotten, got strange bedfellows yet. Um, mm. And so, I can see that you are still struggling with um, Lint. Uh, it's, you know what? That never ends. That, you have a cat. It's like the other night I had a brand new toy and I held it up to the light and I watched a piece of cat hair jump. <laughs> Onto well, the toy from the light. So, so a little bit of technical is that silicone has a natural negative charge to it. And so it does have a tendency to draw dust, cat hair, lint, everything to okay. it. It naturally has a negative charge. And so, yeah, the struggle is real. And for those of us who are trying to sell them and make them look perfect, then it's, it's, a, it's a never-ending I, battle. I hear lint rollers are the way to go. Mm. Um, after a while I'll do that sometimes if I'm really frustrated I'll do the, the trick I'll get some scotch tape and I'll just kind of do it in yeah. a roll and just kind of yeah now this one I think is your next collection pick yes and these are mostly indies so this would have been uh, June or July um, okay. so, you, so there's still some of the friends that were in the previous picture but um, now I've discovered uh, Strange Bedfellas, I got a rogue from the drop, from the uh, convention drop, hmm. which was a whole other thing that like learning curve is like the crazy drops. Like, from, yeah. and that was, I think, like mid April, it was like Easter weekend maybe of 2020. And I would go and try and buy something and it would be like gone instantly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and like learning that and, and being so frustrated, like, I can see it. Wait. And just that <laughs> slow, like, internet, like, not being wired, being on my phone. And it was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but that's just how it goes. And then, you know, I think as you slowly learn to, as you collect and you kind of figure out what your aesthetic is or, or not, um, then you realize that all these creators are constantly making just beautiful. There's always something new. There's always going to be something different. Yeah. So, like now I don't get quite as heartbroken if I don't get 
a toy that I had fallen in love with because I know that that they're going to make something awesome down the line or that there are, you know, certain cores that they're fantastic at, that they're, you know, they have their own color palettes. Right. Um, Now, you went from about four pieces um, in, I guess it was March or April, and now you're up to around 20 or so in the course of just a few months. I guess you got bit by the bug. Completely. But, you know, you noticed a lot of those are, are minis and smalls. Mm-hmm. So, and they generally cost less than, um, as well as flops, right? So if you're a new collector, like, or even an older collector, you just, you have to kind of make your budget stretch. Um, uh-huh. Then, you, you know, you look at flops, you look at, at um, rogue, like rogue, rogue pours, mm-hmm. um, you know, ones that are just slightly different, like that mystic in the back is a con nat. 20 rogue so it's not named so like if that had been a named for it would have been probably 20 30 dollars more expensive but uh, because okay. it's a rogue it's an off pour then you know there's something slightly different about it maybe it doesn't have the right proportions or things aren't colored in the places that they're supposed to be then it's it's labeled as a rogue so it's not quite um it doesn't get that that stamp of a total stamp of approval and it doesn't have that extra right. upcharge for colors Gotcha. I think that's something that uh, we have to learn as we're coming into this is what do those terms mean? Drops, we've talked about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically a maker will have a certain number of pieces and then they will drop it on the the website at -hmm. a particular time. And then there's a mad rush to get to all of it. Uh, Rogues, as you talked about, you know, they're colorways that just weren't quite right. Mm-hmm. And um, and then there's also the uh, size and firmness. Uh, yes. Me, you know, medium, medium. Um, and you'll have to correct me. One of those is the size and the other one is the firmness. Correct. Usually it's the size is first and the med- the firmness is second. Mm-hmm. So if something is a, a small soft, it's a small size and a soft firmness. Okay. And you really have to go into each maker's. Like there's a general acceptance of what firmnesses or which you know shores Mm -hmm. and and you might be able to speak to this a little bit better than i can but like uh so a 30 or an 0030 Mm -hmm. is a soft and then a four or five is a medium and and different and you you have to read the faqs because they'll tell you like oh this is what we call a medium um and then so that's usually a five and then a seven and then an oh oh seven or um, is a firm, a firm firmness. And then you get so, up to like uh, a 10 a, and then that's like really firm. Yeah. That's one of the problems is that, um, we talk about soft, medium and firm, and those are kind of descriptors, but they're not really definitive. And mm-hmm. one of the problems in getting definitive is that a 0050 in a large is going to feel very different than a 0050 in a small. The, uh, the volume of the silicone makes a big difference into what it feels like. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we can try to, it's it's kind of a moving target trying to figure right. out how to talk about it. And then and, you get, you know, into the near clear. And then that's a whole, which is a new, you know, type of silicone that makers yeah. are using. And then the, the firmness, like the, it's going to feel really different. Mm-hmm. Like you almost, it almost has its own note, uh, notation. 
right? It's like N clear 31 or like soft plus or medium plus. Mm-hmm. And again, you're looking at the size and the shape of the toy. Um, because if it has like a, you know, like a point on it, it's not, it's going to be very different, you know, up at the top, you know, up here yeah. than it is down here. And it's a really good way of being toy. able to, to tell that difference is, you know, that thinner area at the tip is going to feel a lot softer than that, that thicker shaft. Yeah. Right. So, so when um, it comes to drops, just, to, just for reference points, this is a Pleasure Forge um, Lava Method in um, Vampire's Library, uh, and this is a near clear medium, and I think the size is a large. And then this is also a Pleasure Forge. Where's my camera? Um, Pleasure Forge Illithid in a medium near clear, forty five medium in the Dancing Lights. There's actually a hole in the bottom of this one that you can put a light in that will flash, and that's super fun. Gotcha. Um, when it comes to drops, how do you feel about them from the buyer's perspective? From the buyer's perspective, oh boy. So, <laughs> um, you know, it seems like there are so many more collectors now. And so, you know, different shops have different way of ways of handling it. Some will announce their drops like you know weeks in advance and they'll do previews which is mm-hmm. actually really good because then you can plan ahead of like what are the things I'm really going to go for and then you know there are others that will just like drop anywhere from 300 and by drop it's like a release into inventory mm-hmm. anywhere between 300 and to 2000 depending on the maker yeah. um, or even they could be 20 you don't yeah. know um, because, you know, if you have a really small indie maker, they're only going to do, you know, a certain amount. Whereas you have a big company like Bad Dragon, they're going to, you know, that could be and they're releasing like a new model or they're doing certain special colors and or they're getting ready for a convention and then they'll do like thousands. Yeah, so that's crazy. But then there are other shops that will do what's called a pre-shop. So mm-hmm. ahead of when they're going to have their scheduled drop at like, say, eight o'clock at night, they'll have a pre-shop that opens up at six. So you can kind of see what they have. So again, you can plan ahead and kind of see what you might want to do. Um, some shops are experimenting with stealth drops, right? Where they, they'll just release some things unannounced mm-hmm. um, for people who maybe have slow internet or who are on the other side of the world. Yeah. Uh, who are collectors and so that they you know instead of being everyone rushing like you know the bridal sale at filing's basement um yeah <laughs> uh you know rushing to the doors then um then they'll you know they can kind of be like oh i just happened to pop in and i found this thing i was looking for and the colors i wanted like right. i'm so psyched <laughs> um now do you go ahead do you feel like your um you, your collection is an investment? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, yes. Like we, I, I think I upped my homeowner's insurance to accommodate for it. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, I definitely have like a bin of like the things I'm going to grab in case of an emergency. Um, uh-huh. like, I'm sure I, you know, grab my laptops and, and my silicone <laughs> yeah. and the photo albums. Um, so. I've got uh, another one here, um, yes. and this is a little bit later. I think you have it is 
your collection has grown somewhat. It yes, and I think this was building. So I'm going to guess that this is oh, this is February of 2021. And, so about um, ten months I, after, ten to twelve months after you started. Yeah, right. And I think I had because Black Friday is another like there are certain things that I've learned um, that are like really prime times for like when makers go all out. Um, Black Friday and like the holidays are one of them. Uh, June for Pride Month is another. Um, mm -hmm. Usually like springtime, the beginning of springtime is another really big uh, time when, you know, and like, and Halloween. Right. Like, those are like the really big events. Mm -hmm. um, and so this was after Black Friday. And so I, and I, I work two jobs. So uh -huh. I have a little, and I'm older and I'm married and, you know, so I have a little bit of extra income. We didn't, we weren't, and we weren't eating out a lot because um, it was the pandemic. So right. I had some extra money to spend. So, you know, I do even, I'll, and, and I like to sample, right? So I'll get like something from this maker and something from that maker. And, oh, I've never heard of them. I want to try them out. I'll get like a mini or a squishy and see how, see what they're like. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just kind of, it's like tapas, right? You just try lots of different small plates. And then, then after a while, you figure out that like, yes, I really do want uh, a large merfolk in Vampire's Library, which is one of my all-time favorite pours. Mm. So, um, so know, do you have a particular theme or style that you're trying to develop? No. Uh, <laughs> I have a couple of <laughs> um, micro collections, I guess. Like, I really love pink. Okay. Um, so, and pink and purple, they're my favorite colors. And so that and blue. So I'll have a lot of like gem and jewel tones, but then like I wanted a bunch of dessert pour. So like there's some carrot cake and some unicorn cake. And those are two of, um, bad dragons, better known pours. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, gemstone pours like opals mm. and alexandrite and um, but like sometimes, uh, some of my choices really surprise me and my brain just goes, brr, that's so pretty, <laughs> um, space. I have, I have some black and I have some dark, um, really dark pores that I also love. So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of all over the place. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I keep going through and I'm, I keep showing pictures cause we've got so many of them and you know, know. this is. I've got My tons and tons phone. more pictures. <laughs> We've got tons and tons more pictures. So just keep right. watching, folks. If you see something yeah. that you like, yell in the chat, and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about it specifically. Sure. But and so um, there, that has some eggs. So mm -hmm. like what I've done since then is I've pulled out like the eggs and the squishies, and they have their own display. And those are the ones that I I tend to leave out a little bit um, because they're you know they are squishies. Um, mm -hmm. I do have kids, so they are, you know, I have to be sensitive about what I leave out, right? Like, this is not staying like this. Right. <laughs> this is all coming down after the interview. Um, you know, but I'll have some things like the Arith, the Kudu Voodoo Arith head. She stays out. She's glow in the dark. Uh. Um, and the Wendy um, heads, these are from Strange Bedfellas. Those will stay out because they're cute. Um and they they don't look particularly phallic. So. Okay. So you've got a few that you keep out on display, but in mm -hmm. general, 
um, we'll get to this in a little bit, but in general, they all kind of go into storage and we've got some pictures of how you store things and we'll come back around to that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, a big question that everybody has, especially like I know some collectors leave their stuff out like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but I just can't do that. Yeah. All right. Let me see. I want to make sure I get, there's another one. And I think this group of pictures is all from right around the same time. Yeah. Um, so this is a, this is like a collection. So like, you know, it, it's a struggle. <laughs> the struggle is real. Um, as far as putting together these collection pictures, right? Yeah. Some people will do like the, the it's called a dong circle and they'll just put them or like the, the, the dong scapes that like dong Som made that are fabulous. Yeah. Um, and so like when you have, like, you can see my feet in that picture you just showed because I was standing yeah, you, up on a stool yeah. <laughs> on the bed, like with my hands, like up as high as I could get them to like mm-hmm. get the picture. And like, yeah. so I had to take like three or four of them to like get everything to fit. Um, yeah. and so, you know, like we'll have these and you'll probably show the, the hallway pictures at some point. Um, because that's how much my collection grew is I couldn't, I couldn't fit everything on the bed anymore. Yeah. I'll have um, to see if I can I, find that one. Uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to um, it. Sure. Um, um, but yeah, so after a while I started just kind of making like monthly, like here's what arrived this month. And I started doing like monthly collection shots, mm-hmm. um, because it was just much easier to manage. Um, there it is. There's yeah. the hallway. <laughs> So how do you feel about flops? Uh, it really, I gen- I have a lot of flops and okay. um, I, it, it depends on like the poor, like sometimes the poor is just so desirable that like it could have a, a chunk out of it and I'd be fine. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, whereas others, I'm like, oh, this is a really good one. It has like just a little divot in what should have been a suction cup or a failed suction cup. And it'll be, or, or a teeny tiny beauty mark, and it'll mm-hmm. be marked down for that. I'll be like, oh, and it's, you know, like five, 10% off. Um, you know, a toy, like a small toy is through Bad Dragon is $85, but a flop is 68. Yeah. And, um, and so last July, they had a big, uh, a decent sized price um, increase. And they increased mm. it for their fades and for their marbles. And so, like, now those are the ones I'm trying to hold on to because I paid so much less for them yeah. then than what they cost now. Yeah, the uh, increase in the price of silicone is something that a lot of us makers are, are dealing with. And, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how they've done their pricing and their the, the way they've structured their business sometimes that means they've had to increase their prices and sometimes it means that um they've had to um discount some inventory in order to get the cash flow moving and and that kind of stuff so yeah it's yes uh, i just i just saw a quick comment that said wide trim my beloved and yes mine mine too oh <laughs> uh, okay yeah so when um you know, so this has a, this one, this is a, a bad dragon Ika and this, I got, this is a flop. And, um, and it, so you can see where it was trimmed gotcha. wide around the base. Um, again, like I love, I fell in love with this color. I saw it right. and I was like, I need it. And of and, course, you know, the base, some models I did. 
yeah, yeah. The trimming of the base doesn't really have any impact on on its yes. usability or how it looks on the shelf or anything like that yeah so, um, let me see uh, let me go back and check and see if George has dropped any questions in here that I need to get back to yeah. um, now uh, let's see I want to get to I'm trying to figure out where I want to go next because we've got some glow in the dark ones here yeah those are actually UV or UV yeah uh, yeah so UV ultraviolet you would get like a, a bar light or a special flashlight like this one and then when you sh shine it mm -hmm. you can see that the colors just really really pop yeah and then some of them will glow in the dark afterwards so yeah. instead of putting it in the window to charge up you, you use a uv flashlight and then it will um it will really make those colors pop yeah um and those are a nightmare to photograph yes for... i i all, all the makers have my sympathy um to try and get those because it's it's so hard um i can't imagine you know like i've gotten a few pieces that are um uh I, I, I get it. I'm like, oh, this doesn't, doesn't look quite the same, but I love it anyway. So, yeah. Um, and then sometimes I go out on my deck to um, take pictures. Yeah. And you've kind of, I've been throwing some stuff up on the screen here because um, it looks like you've got some that you've taken out into natural light to get pictures of. And Lighting makes such a huge difference. It really, it, there are yeah. some pores that are just like, um, you know, look really good under certain lights and you take them out and you shine them like the near clear, uh, pump kit mm -hmm. that, um, or demonic kit from hodgepodge entourage. Like the, once the sun comes behind it, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Now, uh, which one is this? It That's the hodgepodge entourage Scylla. Mm -hmm. And that is a, is a, is a really popular model um and because it's it's also it's sculpture it's absolutely gorgeous and it's also a lot of people write you know it feels amazing as well it's just really different and unique mm -hmm. um and that's a large that one is kind of tucked up here but i have a a mini hold on a second sure actually i have even better i have a teeny <laughs> that you oh it's so see. cute so, it is so cute. It's so pretty. I love yeah. this colorway. Uh -huh. um, and uh, so, yes. So that is a Scylla. And the large is really, actually, hold on. Yeah. And I will remind everybody this while one. Ishtar is doing that, um, we've got uh, uh, Kristen from Pleasure Forge. Uh, and if you can't see it on the screen, but that black mug that Ishtar has been drinking from and repping is from pleasure forge so we've got uh, kristen from pleasure forge who's going to be joining us uh next sunday that's right isn't it it is next sunday i hope i haven't messed that up i tried to yeah august 28th is okay there it is for reference i'm five foot one okay <laughs> uh, so like this is, and this is the large gotcha now and this isn't a soft. Uh, there are various ways of adding to your collection. We talked about drops. We talked about flops. But there's also the secondary market. Absolutely. And, and it's funny. Some of the ones you've shown I don't own anymore mm. um, because I have sold them. 
So I, and some people get really squicked out by that, and that's totally fair. You can have those feelings, and some people are totally fine because silicone, you can sterilize it or sanitize it. I know that, I know that um, Tiberius has talked a little bit about um, the difference between sanitizing and sterilizing. Right. Um, but you can sanitize it. You can boil things um, for, you know, 10 minutes in, in a good rolling boil and sanitize it. And then or and or you can also soak it in a one to 10 bleach solution. So it's uh, one part bleach to 10 parts water um, and then size up, scale up to however big your container, or however much you need right. to soak. And both of those will clean things. And then just time as well. You know, if it sits for a while, anything that has been possibly alive on it is going to die because it needs a warm, moist um, culture to thrive in. And if you're depriving it of that, it's going to die off. But even just with a good soap and soap and water, um, some people are very scent sensitive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you use a fragrance free or unscented uh, dish soap, you know, and soap and water, just like your hands, it'll wash any of the germs off. And for some people, you know, and then, you know, if you sell it to someone, then you have to say, this is, you know, to disclose everything. Sure. You know, say that that comes from a, a, a fragrance heavy or a low fragrance home and cigarette smells um, and other perfumes tend to really stick to silicone a lot. So, hmm. you know, people will, should disclose that. If it has any marks on the bottom, like nail marks, that needs to, you need to be upfront about that. Okay. Um, and, and then, you know, people will sell on Twitter, Discord, Reddit has um, a couple subreddits for buying and selling. Because um, I know I've got quite a few from the secondhand market and I've sold quite a few on the secondhand market. Some mm-hmm. people will sell them new in bag or they'll right. take them out of the bag and decide that they don't like them or they don't end up using them. And so, you know, pricing can be wildly different. Like some people just want to get rid of it. So they'll price it accordingly. And other people um, will want to hold on tight because silicone is expensive and between Mm -hmm. that and shipping. So they'll price it accordingly. And so, you know, sometimes people will try and lowball you, right? So you have to be, you know, so whether or not you want to sell to that person or if you want to do a trade with mm-hmm. them, or you know you're looking for a particular model, right? So, um, so there is that back and forth. Yeah, a super awesome C had a comment in the chat um, coming from somebody with an undergrad degree in immunology. Time doesn't necessarily kill everything, as some viruses are capable of surviving in dry condition for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know some of the things about silicone are that. You can boil it. Um, there is a little bit of concern there um, in boiling them in that if you do it for too long, you can cause the silicone to get hard uh, mm-hmm. or harden. Right. Especially with soft, uh-huh. soft silicone. And I know with some of my glow in the dark stuff, I don't boil it or, or the UV. And I know the near clear is also very sensitive to boiling. Yeah. Yeah. So that I'll do in a one to 10 bleach solution. Right. Um, and also, um, silicone is naturally uh, hydrophobic. It actually repels water. Uh, so that helps make it a less hospitable environment for the wee beasties, as I call them. Um, 
you know, the bacteria, mold, viruses, and uh, yeasts and things like that. Um, but yeah, you can you can boil it. You can you can actually even throw it in the oven. Um, oh yeah, you know, that's right. Especially for really smelly stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, silicone's not going to burn until it gets up into like six or seven hundred degrees, something like that. I think it's safe up to about four fifty ish or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, again, I've seen heat, it's kind of like a cake. You put it in at like three fifty for an hour. <laughs> But again, any kind of heat can cause silicones to get harder than they started out. Uh, and some of them are more prone to that. The near clear is really prone to it. The very soft silicones are very prone to it. Um, so those are the, the things that you have to consider. Mm -hmm. um, and even when I'm putting, um, you talked about fragrances and things like that. Whenever I'm packaging up all of our stuff, number one, um, we wash everything in isopropyl alcohol. And so that way there's not any chance of us using a, a, uh, a soap that has any kind of fragrance in it or anything else. You know, we try to keep uh, all of that kind of stuff as sanitary and as mm -hmm. uh, clean as we possibly can and still accommodate all those folks who do have those sensitivities. Now, have you ever had any bad experiences on the secondary market? Um, other than people, I've been very very lucky knock on wood um mm -hmm. that i have had um mostly good interactions and you know kind of the thing like if you put it out there then you get it back um mm -hmm. but at the same time there are people like who will just ghost like you know like i've mm -hmm. sent out invoices and then never heard from that person again um you know in that case you're just like all right i guess they decided not to and didn't communicate <laughs> yeah. uh or you have people who are totally lowballing um, you know, like if you try and sell something for, you know, $85, they're like, oh, will you take 40 for it? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah. You know, and then you, sometimes you can haggle and meet them in the middle or, you know, you can sometimes I'll offer free shipping. And, um, and I, I'm notorious for sending out like care, mini care packages um, just Aww. because it's a nice, a nice yeah. little thing to do, you know, little freebies. Uh, Death Moon was asking about uh, the Ika UV and if that was a drop or if that was a custom. And I'm uh, which one? There's this one was a drop, um, and this is all like neon. So this wasn't a, an Aurora drop or anything wild. This was just a regular um, drop. Uh, when they and. This one was also a drop a few okay. months ago. Um, and then, and I'll get to the, for those who don't know, I know a lot of people who are on probably know as much or maybe more than me. Um, and then this is called a Kiss from a Rose. And this okay. was originally a Rogue Valentine's 2021. And it, it's, it's really different. It's got like a, a shimmery pink and a translucent pink and then a pale pink and this is this is uv okay and then the, and then so it started out as a rogue and then so many people liked it this one i got secondhand but i do have a couple others that i bought in that drop um mm -hmm. or since then that that one is is this neon play-doh okay friend. gotcha that's this one because i'm not sure which one they were talking about because i missed it george just threw it in the into my notes here for me Oh, okay. Um, so um, I'm not exactly sure which one they were talking about. Sure. Yeah, I think this we kind of... 
the Play-Doh one tends to get a lot of a lot of love because it's it's just really it's different. Um, I'm not a fan of yellow, so whenever I have like a toy with yellow in it, it has to be something that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just one of that's a me thing, um, you know, like the Pride Parfait, you know, or if I get it as a as a freebie, like this um, Velvet L Alley Legacy that's up here. That's just so cool when this little demon kid is a um, hodgepodge and that glows in the dark. They both of them glow in the dark. It's like as soon as the lights go off, they're like, boom. <laughs> so fun. So um, now you storage. have. Yeah, you have so many. I have to, we have to talk about storage and how do you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, I started with a drawer and I started with a basket under the bed. <laughs> And now, so that's an Ikea unit that had my sweaters in it. So like in the picture before the little wood disc, the cedar discs, those are for like keeping the bugs yeah. out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause I have my sweaters in it for a long time. <laughs> so like a lot of my dildos have replaced my clothes and I've been getting rid of more clothes <laughs> to make room for the, for the, for the toys. Um, uh-huh. So that actually is a great unit. I line it because it, um, has that really funky um, polyester and I don't want it to um, make imprints in some of my softer toys especially so I line it with a sheet Um, but that's about eight inches tall and the top kind of expands so it's not a a hard unit so I can put a lot of stuff in there Um, that's a large taco in there that you can see right on top and the large Orochi in the unicorn cake color um in the purple and the light blue and the pink mm-hmm. uh and a large hydrochroma in the near clear that is really big in the vampires library um okay and so now, it can fit a lot um you you kind of have just tossed them in here it looks like i mean there may be a little bit of organizing here but you're not keeping them separated no do you have any um, problems with um the silicone because uh, there's a little bit of a myth out there about how, you know, you can't store your silicone toys together because they'll melt. Yeah, no, that's not true. If they're all platinum cured silicone, you can just throw them in together willy nilly. Um, and I know that some people will put them just in um, raw plastic storage tubs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are some. Uh, shop dad I think went into this um, in, in a Twitter thread somewhere you know where he t- he broke down like all the different types of plastic and which ones are good those are Ikea um, Samla um, those are like the tall small narrow ones and like the 21 okay. quart and those are the, the bigger ones the 24 or 48 um, and those go right under my bed and then so like a lot also too people don't really People talk about physical storage of toys themselves, but like not so much about how they organize all the other stuff that comes in, like the bags and the stickers Uh and the receipts. Um, So like I have that organizer for the bags as and stickers as well. I know some people will put their stickers in like sheets. Um, I just kind of put mine in plastic baggies. Uh, And then I have a separate binder for the, receipts because as I've sold them I also uh, have to pull out like that I sold you know hmm. which ones I sold and how much I sold it for because a lot of people are starting to 
Um, they want to move away. Is um, I live in Massachusetts, so for me, you know, AKA Taxachusetts. So, um, you know, so I've always had that $600 profit threshold um, that if I make more, if I profit off of what I sell, then I have to pay taxes on it. Um, But like, so um, there's that myth. Like, so a lot of people are doing like friends and family or cash app because they don't want to have to pay taxes if they sell more than $600 worth of toys. But really it's that if they go, over if they make a profit of over six hundred dollars. So if you are you buy a toy for like seventy five dollars and you sell it for seventy or sixty five, you're not making a profit on that. You're losing right. money. Yeah. And especially, so that's why it's such a bummer when people try and lowball you. It's like don't they know that like PayPal takes takes some money off. They have to pay to have it shipped, and then because you're you're paying for shipping, you know to you that's kind of like a like and then if you decide to you lose out on that money yeah. um it's almost you know, like you have a little t- business going on there you you're starting to <laughs> understand know. our side of it <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you have to put yourself yeah it is uh, yeah. you do i do have that sympathy um <laughs> or empathy i should say because yeah. i do it's like you know like that back and forth you're like well no it's um because you don't you know um, unless you like absolutely need to get rid of it. And that is, I understand those circumstances and I get it. Like you just need to, you're like, you're moving and you just, it just needs to go or like you're ready to move on from the, from the hobby. Um, in which case that makes so much sense. Right. Um, now we kind of busted a myth there on, uh, storing them. You have no problems storing them together. Um, the, I have a flop bucket, I've told this story many times, but I have my bucket of flops and there's stuff that's been in there for four or five years crushed down at the bottom and I can pull them out and they are just as I put them in there five years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I mean, I have my or own. They'll ad- bounce back. They'll just sit there like after a while, like, Oh, I, I guess I had this like jammed in the wrong corner and now it, it looks like it's been jammed in the corner, but you leave it out and it will kind of settle back into itself. Mm-hmm. Um, now the other i, I kind of want to get into we a little bit about um the care and feeding of them so to speak um because you know we've got the storage and what about lubes have you have you had any problems with any kind of particular lubricants or anything like that um no not on the toys themselves because i either will use water-based or oil um like i i still have a stash of of the butters lube um that i I have to kind of work through and that's oil based and for a while i was also using just plain old coconut oil and so um so i i don't use any hybrid lubes i don't use silicone lubes because silicone and silicone are not friends as far as like the lube goes Mm -hmm. um you know unless i know some some toy reviewers and some people are like well if you wash it right away it'll be fine and i don't use condoms on my toys either because that's a whole other discussion as well and i know some people do and there is that concern of like whatever lube is on the inside and not every uh, and see that's the tricky part tell. is that no, almost nobody in the condom makers discloses this but the the lube that's on the 99% of the condoms out there is silicone based and uh, unless it specifically says that it's water based uh, i think yeah. trojan magnums uh, use a water-based lube, but unless they tell you otherwise, 
I can almost guarantee you, you that it's a, a silicone lube in there. And yeah. my experience with um, silicone lubes and toys has been that the, the toy will not disintegrate. It's not going to just fall apart from being exposed mm-hmm. to, to um, silicone lube. Uh, Lily O'Reilly did a video. Um, she had some, some pieces that she stuffed into a jar, uh, just oh, yeah. packed it in there with silicone lube. And, and it just melted. Um, pulled it out about six months later. And they, they didn't melt. What they did is they absorbed a lot of that silicone. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking of a different. You're thinking of um, Dangerous Lily. Dangerous Lily oh, yes. had her her jar of um, toxic toys, basically, that they all melted together. Uh, but Lily O'Reilly did a six-month, just left it on a shelf for six months. And um, when she pulled it out, there was some weakening in the, mm-hmm. the silicone. But um, overall, it didn't do any damage to it. And eventually, what we find, and I don't think she went into this, but what we find is that over time, it tends to weep that that um, that lube back out mm-hmm. um, so it's not going to melt the toy but no. you're probably going to have a little bit more work cleaning it up and you'll yeah. probably have to deal with it leaking that that lube out over time Suba, yeah, yeah. I, I have had other toys like um, uh, Doc Johnson toys actually yeah. um, melt into each other and, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why that happened until until much later um, yeah. I have my Discord open, and I just saw a couple questions. And so, like for me, using coconut oil as a lube, I didn't have any problems with it, and I didn't get any yeast infections as a result of it. And I, my body likes um, the, uh, you know, I don't use it very often for one thing. But then mm-hmm. I also use a lot of oil-based lubes. I had um, a lot of problems actually, personally myself, with water-based lubes that mm. they, I got like um, more yeast infections and I became more sensitive to it. So, um, so and I, I'm a vaginal user. And I, so I think for anal, that's like a whole different thing that I, I'm not quite sure about, so I can't speak to it. Right. But for me, um, coconut oil was fine. Um, oil-based lubes are, were better for me than, for, than mm. water-based lubes. Um, you mentioned uh, problems with water-based lubes and I haven't told anybody this yet, but I have a phalophile um, booked for October, sometime in October. And she just did a huge write-up on lubes, water-based lubes, um, and even going into, you know, um, the osmality of it and the pH mm-hmm. of it and comparing all these different lubes. And from there, you can start to make choices based off of, you know, now you know what the pH is of this particular lube, and you can start to to figure out what works for your body and what doesn't. Oh, that's yeah. I saw that she had written that up, and I hadn't mm-hmm. read it to absorb it. It was a lot to absorb. Oh yeah, I mean it was huge, is, but it's, it's it's awesome. I saw that, and I immediately sent her a direct message, and I was like, "I've got to have you on. You've got to come on, and we've got to talk about this." So I've got her booked in October. But I'll have more details oh, on that awesome. as we get closer. Woo! Yeah, and uh, you know, I have talked to, I have talked to different people, and I've talked to different doctors and people in the medical profession, and they have differing opinions about, um, you know, I don't want to say food oils, but like coconut oil and things like that, and whether or not that's safe for 
for uh, for use. And you know, it generally comes down to well, how does your body react to it? Yeah, and you don't so. know, and you know, like um, unless you're in a in a pinch, and like, well, let me see if this olive oil will work. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, as we're kind of talking about some of these things, the I don't want to say myths we're myth busting here, but yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about the care. We've talked about the storage sure. and um, then we need to talk about um, my note here. It says fallout and degradation. And oh. where I think where I'm kind of headed with that is uh, wear and tear and exposure mm-hmm. to UV light and exposure to sunlight and things like that. Yeah. Have you seen any issues in your collection when you've you've had to or when those things have happened sure i and i have i've only been collecting for two years so as far as long term Mm -hmm. i i'm really not there yet because like um the glow in the dark stuff that's out all the time that does get light that does light up um you know i'll give it a a wash every once in a while but i haven't noticed uh the lights dimming um on certain pieces and um you know i keep my nails fairly short as well so as far as any kind of nail marks that are on the bottom i haven't seen any of that kind of stuff Um, you know when i'm cleaning things i am um sensitive you know i do recognize that you know softs glow in the dark uvs um i don't boil them i'll do them you know soap and water and i and i won't use uh scented soap and i do use a dish soap uh, I know a yeah. lot of people like the Blue Dawn, um, but I'm I just find like uh, an unscented version of um, the uh, uh, you know whatever all natural dish stuff mm-hmm. you know because you have to read the ingredients and if they don't have the ingredients you don't know what's on there so then you move you know over to a brand that does list the ingredients right um, and when we were talking earlier about in there. Uh, boiling. I forgot to mention, you kind of touched on it here. Uh, glow in the dark and UV pigments tend to be a little bit more sensitive to heat. And mm-hmm. so um, try not to boil your, your glow in the dark and UV toys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, do you have any holy grail pieces that you're, you're on the hunt for? So for, so um, the June, um, in 2020, they I say had a bunch of what's what's now called pink ribbon, and I fell in love with that type of pour from Bad Dragon. And mm. so, um, so I had been on the hunt for two years, um, looking for a, um, a, a quote unquote real pink ribbon because I had a couple other pieces that were very similar, um, but not quite so uh, like. Oh, and people are really funny about about ribbons and auroras, right? So like, it, it for it to be an aurora, it has to be a named aurora. It has to say, um, it has to have like all the colors in it, uh, and it has to have a certain amount of of um, translucent. And I I'm not that picky. Uh-huh. Um, so, but for me, for to look for a pink ribbon, I wanted a lot of the translucent, and I wanted a lot of the pink, and I wanted a lot of the purple. Um, and I've seen some that have a lot of blue in it, and those are just like, oh, those are so cool. Yeah. I've only seen a handful of those. Um, so I had, I found, um, I had a couple friends say, hey, there's this piece in, in inventory, you should go check it out, and that's this tucker. And so this one has some silver on it, so it's a little uh, bit different. Okay. And then um, I found another piece, and this was just recently. 
And this one is a chance, and this one has, I don't know if you can see it, but it has a lot of white on the top here. Mm. Um, and it almost looks like a drip, but it has that kind of banding. I'm a sucker for a really good spiral. Oh, um, okay. A spiral marble. Like that is like one of the things that I love, or like really thin feathers that look like something mm. from like an art deco, like a book, like uh, end papers, right? You're or right. wallpaper, you know, with yeah. that feathering. I, that's the stuff that I, I love. Yeah. Um, and then secondhand, um, someone was selling this this demo um, and, on Twitter. And so I messaged her right away and I was like, that's it. So like, <laughs> so this one, this poor style was my drink, was my unicorn for a while. So it uh, has the trans, it has the translucent, uh, you can't really see it because my ring light is too powerful. But, um, and it has a little bit of the purple and there is down at the bottom some red and yellow um to make yeah. it that kind of that pink rainbow ribbon uh-huh so do you um, have a, a particular goal um in, as you're collecting no um i don't i just i i have a, a finite like a, i have my budget that i set right and so when i know that drops are coming like i was planning for the strange bedfellas anniversary drop because i knew it was coming Okay. So, you know, so I, I didn't spend money in some, or I only spent X amount of money in the, um, you know, in other drops. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I do that kind of planning. And then um, some makers are starting to release their um, certain molds uh, on a seasonal or they'll have se seasonal specific models. Mm. So I'll be like, oh, all right. So, you know, and Halloween's coming. So yeah. I have to prepare for that. I have to budget for that. Um, so, so do you have a, uh, well, you mentioned a budget, but how often do you add to your collection? So it really kind of depends. I've been pretty good this week. I only got one thing in the Strange Bedfellows drop. And then I got one thing in the Fantasy Grove drop because I love witches and the Morrigan and Celtic mythology. And Tibbs is uh, amazing, and he did yeah. the um, the hand painted bottoms oh, with yeah. the raven or the crow on the bottom. And so, um, so like this has a little bit of the near clear, and it has the purple and the silver, and it has the swirl. And I was like, "Yep, yeah. that's for me." Now, speaking of um, that base painting, the hand painting on the base there, um, number one, Tibbs did one this week that, or I've seen some <sighs> pictures of it. Um, and it's, it's amazing, but it we is. also have, uh, Kizu and friends, uh, yes. for, we had to rebook them. Uh, there was a, a weather emergency and, yep. um, they do some incredible base I, art. I actually won footsie rolls on Twitter. I won, um, their, uh, raffle or their, their giveaway. And so I'm getting a Kizu and friends. Um, toy with the hand painting on the bottom and um, and it has the star of Inanna or the star of Ishtar uh, oh, wow. that that they did for me on that toy so I'm super excited to get that <laughs> whenever it arrives they just posted it on Twitter like a couple days ago and I was like uh, okay. there it is um, now I kind of interrupted you there uh, we we're no, talking about how all. often you you add to your collection so I was I was a little spendy in June <laughs> and so you know it really kind of depends um and I have to I have to slow down um 
but I, you know, it could be, I, I, I bought like 10 in a week and uh, then like I'll buy two in a week or I'll go a couple weeks without buying anything. So it's really, um, all over the place, but it's also, you know, depending on my budget and what actually drops. And my collection is probably about, um, it's not quite 50, 50 bad dragon and indies, but I have a little more indies now than I have bad dragon. But, um, uh, because that's where I started was bad dragon and they have yeah. so many, um, they have, they drop almost every like every weekday. Um, and it's, it's, you know, for someone who doesn't have any self-control, you can get into a, a lot of trouble, um, yeah. or you can really build your collection super fast, but then you're paying, <laughs> you know, $15 for shipping, um, yeah. at least, uh, depending on, on where you are. So, you know, the shipping yeah. costs tend to add up. So like, you know, after a while, you're like, I can't do that anymore. Mm. Or like, I'll buy two because then. The shipping will be <laughs> you, you yeah. can, it's or like oh, i'll get a flop and i'll get this one and i'll get some pins and some stickers and like all right and I'll, you know i'll get yeah. something for my friend and so so how do you find the new makers um twitter mostly um when i was first starting out um you know a lot of it was lily o'reilly and then and then reddit um few honeydew has an amazing master list mm. of makers um oh, yeah. and i also want to uh, give a shout out to house gecko they have a really great guide to firmnesses and and for for noobs and for you know experts alike that's also really fantastic mm-hmm. um but yeah twitter is a really big one um okay. you know i know there's a lot of stuff that goes on with different people but um and then i'm in i'm in discord i'm on reddit uh so you know at some you know like i feel like um reddit there's a certain certain communities are more dedicated for just showing off toys there's the main mm-hmm. bad dragon subreddit and a lot goes on there um and then there's a buy sell trade a bst uh subreddit as well um yeah. and then dragon more is still exists uh, and that's also really good some people um dragon more and dragon horde um which is the uh um the way to kind of it, it's 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 like that sideways like some people will only shop on there or like mm. you'll get trapped like right now say people who are selling secondhand aren't having a lot of luck because everyone's kind of in the same boat um and there's i feel like it's just the market right now the secondhand market is also really flooded you know people who are yeah. like i'm seeing toys that are like oh i really wanted that a drop like four months ago um, and then you see it pop up. So in some ways it's kind of great because it gives you a second chance at some of the toys that um, you may have thought, oh, we're gone into the, uh, which is so nice about like being part of the collecting community and seeing the toy, like being happy for somebody when then they get a toy that you are after um, Mm -hmm. that you can say like, oh, you know, like at least I'll get to see it instead of like having, you know, and I'll, I'll get to see like all the cool UV and glow in the dark pictures. Yeah. Um, and you know, whereas it goes to someone who's reselling it on eBay. So frustrating. So, uh, death moon asks, do you have a top five in your collection? Ooh. Um, (laughs) uh, yes, I do. Uh, I don't know if I can limit it to five, but yes, I do have, I have some, I have some tops, um, some top friends. One of them is one of my first it's, it's this, Oh, Merfolk, which okay. 
Oh, that's all right. So that should look familiar to some people. That's my PFP. Yeah. Um, that's my profile pic in a bunch of places. So this is a Merfolk. Merfolk is one of my all-time favorite models. And this one was the first one. It's a small and a soft. And it's like, that's just a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, Batau is another. Um, and that's Strange Bedfellas. And this one's a super soft. And, and SPF super soft is, is so dreamy. Oh wow! It's so squishy. It's so squishy. <laughs> I um, think I think you had a video of of the squish on that. Was it? I yeah. I have to see if I can find where that went. But oh, uh, yeah, no, keep right. going. If someone really wants it, I can post it on on Twitter. I'm I'm happy to do that. Um, and then Clayton is another one. PPS Nariad is another. I do like my tentacles. Um, and Moz as well. Um, Odin is a favorite, um, okay. which is Strange Bedfellas as well. And I'm trying to think who else. There's a uh, Eckel. Kudu Voodoo's Eckel is another okay. slept on model that is just really. I like Swells. Um, okay. TTC's Cortez is another one that I really like. Uh, that's more than five and i don't care (laughs) yeah um yeah you mentioned swells um and uh, that was something else that was mentioned last week um was that preference for swells versus a knot and i think venus i think venus is in the chat and uh last week she said she's gonna have to do more swells this is this is one of my sealers Uh, and this is a a void opal adjacent um which is a really popular colorway i'm just really gorgeous so when it comes to new designs are there any particular makers that you you gravitate to you just you're always excited to see what they come out with um as far as designers or like because i know venus and frost are like on a roll right now um as far as you know their 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 designs being purchased but like um who else they're they're kind of like the really big ones right now i can't think of anyone else off the top of my head or any other makers um kudu voodoo is doing some really neat stuff Mm. with packers um which is not really my thing but i think it's it's exciting um Mm -hmm. and grinders are another thing that are really hot right now um yeah, there uh, seems to be phases. You know, the maws were huge for a little while there, and now we've kind of transitioned into grinders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, I mean, it's a big tongue. I mean, that's a big grinder <laughs> in and of itself. Yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to say, and I can't look right, right here on my tongue. Um, uh, I don't know. It'll come back to me. Hmm. <laughs> so... Has your collection ever been discovered by accident while it was in storage? I've, I've left. No, I've been really lucky. Okay. Um, my, my kids are, are older and they have zero um, interest in it. Okay. So, like, I haven't had any snoopers. Um, I, have had, I have left things in the bathroom. Um, and I have been lucky enough to, like, go back and, like, all right, I tucked it behind the shower. <laughs> so no one found it. Um, yeah. I, I have made other, uh, like money errors. Like I accidentally paid for a bad dragon out of my son's bank account. And he was like, what's this BD <laughs> enterprises? It sounds like a hardware store. And I'm like, Oh, oh no. 
jeez. I'm just kind of flipping through some of the pictures here because there's there's so many pretties to Some's, to see. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone have any like requests? Like, I know I have a, a few that I like to show, and like some that I don't, um, you know, really see the light of day that much. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the one I was thinking of? So, oh, something squishy toys is also like someone like she's always making really cool stuff. Um, but it was Arkham Harbor. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. so they're they're on at. They're on Etsy. I think they're building their own website, but um, this is like, this is a fish, and it's almost it's and so it's got the tail, and that comes up, and it's um, the colors. The marbling is really fun. They're mm-hmm. um, they're a new maker, and so um, she's got. I know something uh, something squishy has a lobster design, and they're doing something similar. Someone else just came out with one too. I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And Fire Crotch Toys also has some really, really interesting designs as well. Okay. Can yeah, I see uh, your auroras? Yeah, we've had a few people uh, in the chat who've asked for things. Um, they want to see the auroras, uh, Bubba, um, and which I just showed your, you. Okay, and that's Bubba. Um, any of your rares? Hmm. So, um, so I have, so this is, this is a rogue Aurora. So this isn't a named one, um, but it has, because it doesn't have much of the blue, I think. Okay. Um, so this is a bad dragon demon deck. Um, and some of my other rares there, I have two mystics. Um, this one I just got and it's like a tie dye. It's, it's oh, yeah. super duper cool. Um, and, and it's, it's like wicked muddy on one side, but when I show it under, where did my flashlight go? Yeah. Yeah. Arkham Um, Harbor is, is one that I have my eye on. They do some really interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know how this is looking on the screen, but then, so this one has some cool stuff on it. Mm -hmm. I can't see it. Um, I haven't posted this one very much on Twitter yet. I have on Discord and not on um, uh, Reddit. Um, What else? This one's also a a newer mystic. Um, It's covered in cat hair, sorry. And this one goes in the dark, but it also has a purple and a pink. It's almost like like a black pink ribbon. Okay. And now you can't see it. It looks really muddy. But this one's super cool. The pink one, I have a bunch of black nab- nebula from last, um, from Bad Dragon. And what else is rare? I'm going to pull this one out. It's a Goblin Dildo Emporium. Oh, yeah. Tentacle. And the, like, Goblin Dildo is like, um, like a, almost like a cautionary tale because, like, at the start of the pandemic, unfortunately, the owner's mother passed away. And I think she really helped them. Mm. And then when everyone went, purchase crazy during the pandemic um they really floundered and got overwhelmed and um, and eventually shut down um and this i placed in april and i didn't get it until september and it's actually looking back now it's a miracle i got it at all Mm -hmm. um so um so i have one from a closed shop i don't have any damn average what else background i don't know so yeah I have a bunch of stuff that's like 
fun and neat and happy to show it off. But. So if somebody <laughs> was starting to develop a collection, what advice would you give them? Um, oh my gosh. I would say um, someone was just starting out, like advice I wish I had had was, you know, watch the uh, Lily O'Reilly v- reviews, Dangerous Lily. Um, there's so much in use on the Bad Dragon Reddit, but there's a lot of information on there as well. Um, and that I would almost say like Twitter might be better to a certain extent, but until you know a couple of the really big collectors, which you, they're kind of hard to find, at least for me, I would not have found this otherwise if I hadn't um, been, if I hadn't read the After the Yes um, mm-hmm. blog. So a uh, big shout out to them. Um, which has since been taken down. So um, so if you are into Reddit, I would say get on the Bad Dragon subreddit um, or try and find a couple people on Discord or on Twitter mm-hmm. um, or even just follow a couple makers. And from there, you can kind of jump into um, into the, the, the loop, get into the loop that way. Yeah, I think that um, I'm on a few of the different Discords and um, it, there is a lot of knowledge there and um i don't want one of the things i like about it is that often things are segregated to the sense that there's the safer work stuff and then there's the not safer work stuff mm-hmm. and if you don't want to be bombarded with uh, in use pictures and things you can definitely avoid them that way which is a little bit harder yeah. on on reddit yeah so. yeah absolutely and even even on at least a couple of discords that I'm on, there's not a lot of in use. There's no like real pictures or videos or any of that kind of stuff. There's some descriptions, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but it is nice that you can you know there are threads that you can just kind of read and not you can have it open as you're in the grocery line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not worry about someone like creeping over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to put it out there one last time for folks. If you have any questions, drop them in the chat. I've got uh, one or two more questions that I want to throw to Ishtar and then we'll be wrapping it up. Now, um, what have, what have you learned as being a collector? What have you learned from this whole experience? So I've actually learned about more about what, shapes I enjoy as a mm. as a user but I've also just I have a lot that I haven't used and I know there are mixed feelings about people um, in with people like oh no if you have it you should use it but I don't feel that way to me that's functional art like to see the different pore styles that and like the different designs um, that all the different makers come up with it really is sculpture it really is artwork to me um, so you know, for me learning about that and also being part of the community has taught me a lot about um, about people and has helped me, you know, interact with um, with others in a way that I it would have, I think, taken me a little bit longer to get there had I not been involved with the community, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, granted being kind to everybody, but like just being sensitive about people's pronouns um, in a way or like, you know, finding out about what different you know what different people f- feel about different things like would it take me a little longer to f- i would have figured it out eventually but <laughs> it just yeah. got me there faster um and uh just the investment in my future so if i start you know if i stopped collecting you know this month i would still have quite a lot to 
see me and to tide me over, right? I have actually more than enough. Um, yeah. But, you know, should I, I still have stuff in back. So, like, um, you know, it would feel like a new, a new toy just taking it out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I think that uh, Twitter is a great place to, to get started. I think that um, I hesitate to recommend Etsy because there's so many uh, bad options on there. there. Yeah. And, and that are just either not safe or they're, they're the whole idea of they're stolen designs. Yeah. Um, and so between like, that's just a deadly combination of a stolen design made out of PVC jelly. It's like that, that's the recipe it's, for disaster. It's been surprising to me. Um, how much uh, theft, IP theft is going on. Um, and even if it's not a direct recast of somebody else's design, um, there are some that are so inspired by another design. You can hold them next to each other and you might have a hard time telling who made which. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. August asks, are there any changes you hope to see in the future for either the fantasy or indie world or the sex toy industry as a whole? Good question. Um, That is a great question. Um, I think that education is a really big part of it. Like if I had known and, you know, granted, I'm a little older and um, I, I feel like younger people now have the opportunity to have so much better information right out of the gate if they're able to get it. And, and that's a big part too. Like, so like they're not going into dispensers and buying a, you know, a jelly dildo out of there. Um, or if they do, they know that they should only use it like once or twice and then throw it away. Like that, right. like not to hold on to it. Um, you know, which, you know, everyone has different things. Um, and then, um, but that there are so many shapes available for different bodies and different mm. identities, which I think is also a really cool thing. Um, you know, maybe the fantasification, if that's a word I maybe just made up, of the of the generic um, sex toys so that it's not yeah. just all humanoid. It's, you know, you get these different really cool, neat shapes with different textures um, and in different firmnesses, right? I, I, saw, I, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm just like kind of loosely scanning the questions. But like firmness yeah. does make a big difference. Like, I, like the rock hard, um, cheapo dildo i had from 2005 um was was super firm and like no wonder i didn't like it so until i discovered like soft and super soft like and how much better that works with different shapes like i would not have Mm -hmm. known that if i hadn't discovered this whole fantasy side um and i know that certain makers like uberime do have more humanistic um, and different in like the dual density and the triple density. And that is also really cool that um, most people probably wouldn't know about. Yeah. Uh, Death Moon asks, uh, from a collector's point of view, do you wish more indie makers offered customs or guided customs? Ooh. So I know I've seen like, um, you know, just the last couple of years and the influx of people who want um uh, you know, cu- who want customs and how hard that is on indie makers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love what SBF is doing with friend re- requests so that you can get a certain core style in a certain st- uh, toy type in a different size and firmness. Like, I think that's a really cool way of doing it. Um, the, 
a seasonal model that Pleasure Forge is doing. Um, Tibbs is occasional, like, you know, playing around with semi-customs. What PPS did is they took requests um, and that people could get customs, but then they batch poured a whole bunch of them so that, and then sold those extras so that, and I know some people are like, no, this is my custom. Like, this is based on my character or my fandom, and I don't want anyone else to have it, which I think is, um, you know, definitely valid. But I also love the idea of sharing sharing that. Like, oh, that's a, instead of, you know, so it's always polite to ask. So if you're not sure if someone's colors or, you know, designs that they pick, like, always ask. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, they might have just such a really strong belief that you know or they you know it's something that's theirs whereas like i love being poor mates with some of my friends or people that i know or people in the community like i think that's just really really fun um that like hey you got like the same batch that i did and you know uh you know and we match like oh that's so cute (laughs) that's so fun you know i i like that so i'm not that you know and if you know people ask me like oh hey you know that's a really cool recipe I'm like, yeah, use it. Like, you know, neon blue, neon pink, and diamond, like, they look really cool together. Mm. Go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be nice, but at the same time, like, that time has come. There's too many people in the uh, in the community who want, like, really specific things. I think that um, it, it does put a big strain. But I like the made-to-order. Like, I like the idea that, like, you know, everyone's, you know, you know, like, hey, we're offering the cotton candy um seasonal pour and you can get something in that i I like that kind of modified you know low risk um customs yeah mto so yes so that's that's my long-winded answer (laughs) okay well was there anything else that you wanted to make sure we got to talk about Cause we kind of ran all over the place. We had a structure in the beginning and then we kind of just went squirrel with all of it. <laughs> it became very organic, which I yeah, like, um, good. you know, I, I definitely feel like, like we had fun. We, I had, you know, some really, um, interesting. Yeah. I see some good, really cool, um, things. I would just say if you have a, a budget stick to it because you could really go off the rails very quickly um and that's one thing that i would say this is like one last little you know a couple last little things is that one thing that i didn't want to really talk about was the financial side of it because um yeah i mean i've put a lot of money into my collection and um you know it's weird when people will you know count things and kind of do the loose math yeah um like wow your collection is this much money and like that's a lot but i don't really collect things so i don't understand it i'm like well then stop like then don't you know that bubble thought should not have come out there thank you very much (laughs) um i don't really talk because you know someone can do the loose math of just even the stuff that's behind me but that might not be the at what i actually paid for it right um you know based on the second hand market and you know it doesn't look like a flop but it really is and or a trade where you did a two for one or absolutely yeah absolutely but there's so much you know there are always going to be new and interesting things and that's one thing that i really admire is the creativity of that's coming out that's just mm-hmm. seems to be all over the place is like coming out with new new models coming out with new styles that's why i don't get so sad when i miss out on certain cores anymore um yeah. that i uh 
you know, I, I always know that there will be something else really cool coming down the pike at some point. Right. Well, Ishtar, thank you so much. I appreciate um, spending time with me this evening. Who was that? Consider insurance for your if your collection gets bigger. Yeah, definitely think about uh, insurance if that's something that uh, if your collection is substantial enough. Um, which you can just throw that underneath your homeowner's policy. So it's not like you have to go and get dildo insurance. No, no. <laughs> that would be hilarious if You're that right. existed. Um, or your renter's yeah. insurance. Because yeah. I have to, yeah. you know, this, uh, just the fact that I'm an older collector too. So, I mean, there are so many people who are like under 25. It just blows. It's kind of weird. It, um, but at the same yeah. time, it's also really cool. Yeah. Well, Ishtar, again, thank you so much. We will have to do this again sometime. We'll get a catch up on how your collection evolves over time or something like that. Awesome. Thank you. All thank right. you so much for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Say good night and I will do my wrap up and I'll come back to you in just a minute. Thanks, everybody. All right. So wonderful conversation with Ishtar 137, um, a dildo collector and somebody who um, has an incredible collection, something that uh, is something to be envied. I will remind everybody, uh, we have a Patreon. Um, it's patreon.com slash and Fiona has decided to drop in here at the last moment. Uh, we also have... Uh, who do we have coming up? We've got Pleasure Forge next Sunday, August 28th. That's going to be Kristen. Uh, we've had Shop Dad on a couple times. Now we're going to get the other side of the conversation. We're going to talk to Kristen and get the real story. Then we've got uh, Bat, who is a designer, on September 4th. Venus, another designer, on September 11th. Monster Fergus is coming up on September 18th. And with that, I am done. We'll do it again next week. Bye.